Welcome to the book summary of The Millionaire Next Door, The Surprising Secrets of America's Wealthy by Thomas Stanley. This book was published in 1996 and weighing in at 272 pages. America's wealthy seldom get the way through an inheritance or an advanced degree. They bargain shop for used cars, raise children who don't realize how rich their families are, and reject a lifestyle of flashy exhibitionism and competitive spending. In fact, the glamorous people many of us think as rich are only a tiny minority of America's truly wealthy citizens and behave quite differently than the majority. If you like what you hear in the book summary, I strongly suggest you buy the book using the link in the description. So without further ado, I bring you the book summary of The Millionaire Next Door. Number one, meet the millionaire next door. These people cannot be millionaires. They don't look like millionaires. They don't dress like millionaires. They don't eat like millionaires. They don't act like millionaires. They don't even have a millionaire name. Where are the millionaires who look like millionaires? We do not define wealthy, affluent, or rich in terms of material possessions. Conversely, those people whom we define as being wealthy get much more pleasure from owning substantial amounts of appreciable assets than from displaying a high-consumption lifestyle. In this book, we define the threshold level of being wealthy as having a net worth of a million or more. Based on the definition, only 3.5 million, 3.5% of the 100 million households in America are considered wealthy. About 95% of millionaires in America have a net worth of between 1 million and 10 million. Much of the discussion in this book centers on the segment of the population. Why the focus on this group? Because this level of wealth can be attained in one generation. It can be attained by many Americans. 2. Frugal, frugal, frugal. Why are so few people in America affluent? Even most households with six-figure annual incomes are not affluent. They believe in spending tomorrow's cash today. They are debt-prone and on-earn-and-consume treadmills. Too many of them, those who do not display abundant material possessions, are not successful. Why would someone who is a millionaire need to budget? Our answer is always the same. They became millionaires by budgeting and controlling expenses, and they maintain their affluent status the same way. The typical millionaire in our surveys has a total annual realized income of less than 7% of his wealth. This means that less than 7% of his wealth is subject to some form of income tax. To build wealth, minimize your realized taxable income and maximize your unrealized income, wealth capital appreciation without a cash flow. Even many high income producing households are asset poor. One reason is that they maximize their realized incomes, often to support high consumption lifestyles. Such people might wish to ask themselves a simple question. Could I live on the equivalent of 6.7% of my wealth? It takes much discipline to become affluent. We have interviewed many people worth 2 or 3 million who have a total realized annual household income of less than $80,000. Number 3. Time, energy, and money. Efficiency is one of the most important components of wealth accumulation. Simply, people who become wealthy allocate their time, energy, and money in ways consistent with enhancing their net worth. Do you know exactly how much your family spent last year on each and every category of product and service? Without such knowledge, it's difficult to control your spending. If you can't control your spending, you're unlikely to accumulate prodigious amounts of wealth. A good start is to keep an accurate record of each and every expenditure that your family makes each month. Or ask your accountant to set up a system for tabulating and categorizing these expenses. Then work with them to develop a budget. 
The goal is to enable you to set aside for investing purposes at least 15% of your pre-tax income each year. Planning is typically found to be strong habit among people who have demonstrated propensity to accumulate wealth. Planning and wealth accumulation are significant correlations even among investors with modest incomes. In our survey of 854 middle-income respondents, for example, a strong positive correlation was found between the investment planning and wealth accumulation. Number four, you ain't what you drive. If your goal is to become financially secure, you'll likely attain it. But if your motive is to make money to spend money on the good life, you're never going to make it. How do millionaires go about acquiring motor vehicles? About 81% purchase their vehicles. The balance lease. Only 23.5% of millionaires own new cars. Most have not purchased a car in the last two years. In fact, 25.2% have not purchased a motor vehicle in four or more years. One can learn a great deal about affluent people by analyzing their vehicle buying habits. For instance, note that most millionaires are dealer shoppers as opposed to dealer loyalists. Most vehicle buyers are not wealthy. Thus, one might logically expect them to spend more time and energy shopping for the best deal. Our research shows the opposite. Those who are not wealthy are less likely to shop, haggle, and negotiate than those who are millionaires. Car buying behavior does indeed help explain why some people are wealthy, while most are not and never will be. Being frugal is a major reason members of the used vehicle prone group are wealthy. Being frugal provides them with a dollar base to invest. Number five, economic outpatient care. Economic outpatient care refers to the substantial economic gifts and acts of kindness some parents give their adult children and grandchildren. These sons and daughters of the affluent are high-volume consumers of status products and services, from their traditional colonial homes in upstate suburbs to their imported luxury motor vehicles, from their country club affiliations to private schools they select for their children. They are living proof of one simple rule regarding EOC. It's much easier to spend other people's money than dollars that are self-generated. Gift receivers frequently are underachievers in generating income. All too often, the income of gift receiver does not increase at the same rate as his consumption. Giving precipitates more consumption than saving and investing. Gift receivers in general never fully distinguish between their wealth and their wealth of their gift-giving parents. Gift receivers are significantly more dependent on credit than are non-receivers. Receivers of gifts invest much less money than do non-receivers. Whatever your income, always live below your means. What can you give your children to enhance the probability that they will become economically productive adults? In addition to the education, create an environment that honors independent thoughts and deeds, cherishes individual achievements and rewards responsibility and leadership. Number six, affirmation action, family style. Many parents say there is nothing wrong with producing outpatient care. This is true perhaps. If the recipients are already well disciplined and have demonstrated that they are able to generate a decent living without other people's money. The real tragedy is the helplessness of those who come to depend on outpatient care. Unemployment during the early stages of adulthood is related to the unemployment at later stages in life. Many unemployed middle-aged sons and daughters receive direct cash subsidies, often annually. Further, the incidence of unemployment is associated with larger and more frequent gifts. Rule for affluent parents and productive children. Number one, never tell children that their parents are wealthy. 
Two, no matter how wealthy you are, teach your children discipline and frugality. Three, assume that your children won't realize you're affluent until after they have established a mature, disciplined, and adult lifestyle and profession. Four, minimize discussions of the items that each child and grandchildren will inherit or receive as gifts. Five, never give cash or other significant gifts to your adult children as part of a negotiation strategy. Six, stay out of your adult children's family matters. Seven, don't try to compete with your children. Eight, always remember that your children are individuals. And nine, emphasize your children's achievements no matter how small, not their or your symbols of success. Ten, tell your children that there are a lot of things more valuable than money. Seven, find your niche. In the next decade, there'll be more wealth in this country than ever before. Opportunities to serve the wealthy will be greater than ever. Those who are specialists in solving the problems of the affluent and their heirs should be in great demand during the next 20 years. Attorneys who specialize. Medical and dental care specialists. Asset liquidators, facilitators, and appraisers. Educational institutes and professionals. Professional service specialist. Housing specialist. Dwelling products, services. Fundraising counselors travel agents and bureaus, and travel consultants. 8. Jobs. Millionaires versus hares. We've gone out of the way to emphasize that there are no short steps one can take to become wealthy. Yes, you are more likely to become affluent if you're self-employed, but most business owners are not millionaires and will never come close to becoming wealthy. Fewer than 1 in 5 millionaire business owners turns his business over to his children to own and operate. Why? Give credit to wealthy parents. They know the odds of succeeding in business. They understand that most businesses are highly susceptible to competition, counter-consumer trends, high overhead, and other uncontrollable variables. To be a business owner also requires that you have the desire to be self-employed. If you hate the thought of being on the outside, the corporate environment, entrepreneurship may not be your calling. The most successful business owners we have interviewed have one characteristic in common. They all enjoyed what they do. They all take pride in going at it alone. And that's a wrap on Book 86, The Millionaire Next Door by Thomas Stanley. Subscribe to our channel for future book video summaries and follow us on Instagram, hashtag bestbookbits. This summary is from the website paulminers.com. Watch previous video book summaries on our channel. And if you like the video and want to buy the book, click the link in the video description to purchase from Amazon. Thanks for watching and I hope you learned a thing or two. Have a great day.